Hello and welcome to this edition of the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful home office, Orlando, Florida. So this past week I was actually uh, working out of Atlanta and decided to drive the roughly seven, seven and a half hours versus flying, and for a couple reasons. The first was uh, the weather reports had already named last week the Snowmageddon 2019, and so I lived in Atlanta for 20 plus years. And anytime the weather service names a storm, one of two things are going to happen is one is you're going to get stranded or two, it's going to be sunny and 40 degrees. So last week it was actually the opposite. But a couple years ago I was in Atlanta and again, it was the end of January. Uh, we usually have our, our company's Christmas party in January because December is the end of one of our quarters and, and it's just kind of tough to schedule everything to get everybody there. So I was driving out, I think I had an early morning flight out the next morning, and I checked in my rental car, took the rental car bus back over to the hotel, checking into the hotel, and all of a sudden I get a text from Delta that my flight had been canceled, called up Delta only to find out that they had no idea when it was going to be rescheduled. What I did was I went and got me another rental car and drove south, and I made it out of town, got back into the Orlando area, where at the time I was still living in Fort Lauderdale, but actually had my car. I had flown out of Orlando for some reason. So I had my car and did not get stranded like a bunch of the other guys. So that was the first reason. The other reason was it was Super Bowl week, and I just really didn't feel like dealing with everybody at the airport and the rental car and all that. My hotel, even a week before the game or, or several days before the game, uh, the Hampton Inn that I stay at is typically in the $8,200 range, and it was close to $200, and this was even before the Super Bowl. So, you know, we have a corporate rate, which is good. We were able to, to save a little money. A quick side note is uh, that I've got a friend that actually flew out of Atlanta yesterday morning, and it never dawned on him that it was the day after Super Bowl. And he had roughly an 11.30 flight or so, got to the airport, checked his bags, which is a no-no, but checked his bags at 8.45 in the morning and was the second to the last person boarding the plane at whatever time, 11 o'clock. He spent almost two hours in the TSA line. He did not have pre-check, which uh, he called me last night and said that that was one of his top priorities when he got back to town. But if you've ever been flown out of the Atlanta airport, um, they've got a big atrium that leads into the TSA lines, and that was backed up all the way to baggage claim. So I could, I could sense his uh, his desperation as he was texting me. I hope I make it. What do I do? I mean, there's nothing you could do, but thankfully he made it. So I've had several people ask for a podcast version of my monthly crazy travel roundup. I am not a comedian. I don't don't claim to be one. We'll see uh, if the snarkiness of the typed word carries over to the uh, to the vocal side of it. So if you've never checked out my monthly crazy travel roundup, it's in the show notes. I do it every month. And the 30,000-foot view is it's the top five or six wackadoo stories that when it comes to travel. Um, normally, it's going to contain nudity. It's normally going to contain booze and almost always has something to do with the state of Florida. I'm sure everybody's heard of the term WTF. Well, it actually means welcome to Florida. And I can say that because I've lived here not once but twice. So this month I'm going to present the following to you. Let's see how it goes. So uh, right out of the gates, woman calls JetBlue staff member a rapist and threatens that she has a gun in viral video. 
So a woman scheduled to fly JetBlue, and why anybody flies JetBlue, I still don't know, on Sunday ended up being restrained by police at the Fort Lauderdale International Airport after having an outburst at the gate. According to the viral video on Instagram, the unnamed female passenger was seemingly one of many who were held at the airport for 10 hours after technical issues forced the airline to delay the flight while waiting for another aircraft. We've all been there, right? However, representatives from JetBlue tell Yahoo Lifestyle, this customer in the viral video was not scheduled on the flight, which did not experience any any delays. Instead, she was denied boarding from another aircraft because she was intoxicated. So this came to uh, to us from Yahoo Lifestyle. So right off the bat, a couple things stand out. First, this happened in Florida, WTF. And second, she was surprisingly intoxicated. So if you read the article, it goes on to explain the rapist and the gun comment, um, which I'm sure if you're on the other side of that desk, that's just, you know, Me Too movement starts, you know, popping through your head. Uh, I spent years flying out of Fort Lauderdale, and I've been known to have a, a pre-flight vacation drink. But, you know, there's not a lot of really good choices to drink in the in the Lauderdale airport. And, like, I always say, I mean, airport drinking, while it sounds sexy, it gets expensive really, really fast. I mean, you know, you throw back a couple, two or three drinks, and you're on the north side of a $50 bill. Fortunately, I was blessed with a filter. You know, I know when to say when and when to keep my pie hole shut. Thankfully, I'm blessed with this, but not everybody in the world is. So next up is drunk gentleman gets aggressive mid-flight, punches passenger before plane is diverted. A Scoot airline plane flying from the Gold Coast in Australia to Singapore had to cut the flight short, landing in Sydney when a gentleman became unruly. About 20 minutes after the flight took off, the man went into full attack mode, screaming and finally punching another passenger before people were able to restrain him. This comes from uh, Boing Boing. So you guys remember flying on Scoot Airlines, don't you? Yeah, me neither. So a quick Google search reveals that Scoot's fleet consists of nine planes. I think this is probably one of those airlines where the uh, guy that takes your ticket also pilots the plane. Like I say every month, booze and flying don't mix. Don't know if it's the pressurized cabin versus the alcohol content, the lack of responsibility. Who knows? But it just every month we get some kind of booze-fueled stories. Usually it ends up in violence or somebody being naked. You know, besides this flight took off from Australia. And if you've never been to Australia, this is the land where the animals or the wildlife's main goal in life is to kill you. I mean, these things are just, you know, do a quick Google search of uh, Australian spiders and you'll you'll get a taste for it. Besides, everybody there drinks booze for breakfast. I mean, what the heck do you expect? The only thing better it would have been if this was flying from Australia back into Tampa or Miami. Next, passenger stripped naked in the aisle on Saturday night blames Pakistan. <laughs> so a passenger flying Dubois to Lucknow, India on Saturday walked up and down the aisle on an Air India Express flight before taking his clothes off. The man in his mid-30s was quickly pounced upon when the crew saw him nude. They wrapped him in a blanket. He resisted, of course. Why would he? Wouldn't he? They overpowered him and restrained him while the flight continued. This comes from one of the blogosphere travel sites, View from the Wing. So I give you this month's nudity story. So for me, nudity falls into a couple categories. There's good nudity and bad nudity. Good nudity normally consists of dim lights, possibly soft music, Maybe a nice meal, 
Bad nudity is anything that involves an airline, airplane, airline, airport. I mean, as broken as I am as a person, I could never foresee getting so upset that my only option is to remove all my clothes minus the dim lights and soft music. I mean, I feel for the crew on this one because at some point somebody had to make the call and go, all right, this guy's out of control. Hey, Billy, you jump on the naked guy. I'll go. I'll hold the blanket. Coming around the corner with Passenger Sue's Jetstar after slipping in toilet puddle coming from Bali. 58-year-old man entered the toilet, stepped into a, quote, large pool, unquote, of water, and immediately slipped, according to a statement of claim filed in the federal court in Melbourne, another Australia story. And besides, anybody ever heard of Jetstar? Mr. Pearson's, now get this, this is very descriptive, Mr. Pearson's right foot then began to splay outwards towards the right with his right knee going in the opposite direction to his left knee and his right foot slid along the lavatory's floor. The claim goes on to say he then slammed into the vanity unit and rotated his right ankle more than 90 degrees, at which point he heard a loud pop and immediately felt pain in his right leg. This comes from us from the age so, look, it's rare that I frequent the lavatory on planes. I mean, most of my flights are two to three hours. I'm a big boy. I usually, you know, kind of know what I should and shouldn't eat before I get on a plane. And, again, I'm not throwing back beer after beer. So, you know, I don't have to, as they say, break the seal. You know, but airplane lavatories typically are so tiny. I have no idea how this guy had enough room to slam any part of his body into a vanity unit. I mean, who the hell's think? Uh, is there really room enough in a lavatory for a vanity unit? So the kicker to the whole story is, well, not the kicker. He's permanently disabled, which is a terrible, terrible thing. Yet yet he's only suing for $220,000. Apparently this guy has never been to Florida and never seen the billboards that run up and down the, uh, the uh, turnpike and interstate from all of our uh, ambulance chasers. Well, the final story of the day is a breakdown. Women can't face the idea of four hours in a United Coach mental seat. So this, there's a four-minute video that goes along with it. Basically, this poor woman was going to be flying Newark to Hong Kong, um, slammed into a middle seat. Things kind of went sideways. They ended up back in Newark. So the four-minute video is long. And here is my plea. Once again, I say this all the time. If you're planning to film something with your cell phone that you think or hope is going to go viral, two things to follow. One is learn to hold the phone sideways, sideways not vertical. All right? I guarantee you you'll get a better picture. And the other thing is, if you're the one doing the filming, don't talk. We don't need the commentary. If it's really truly going to be a viral incident, just watching it will let everything unfold for us, I promise. So let's cut to the chase on this one, right? It's a four-minute video. No one wants to sit in a middle seat on an airline, whether it's a two-hour flight, a four-hour flight, six-hour flight. Nobody wants that seat. It's claustrophobic, right? You know, when you fly, your number one goal is not to get stuck in a middle seat. If you're on Southwest, pay the extra 30 bucks for early boarding. You'll thank me later, I promise. You know, any of the other remaining airlines all offer, I mean, the airlines have figured out that people will pay for a premium seat. So they all offer some sort of a seat upgrade. You know, do yourself a favor, throw the extra 10 or 15 bucks towards a, a window or an aisle seat. Um, do not, do not, do not show up at the airport without a seat number on your boarding pass. Because if you do, when you talk to the gate agent, you are going to get a middle seat. You know, whenever you book a flight online, 
Normally, when you choose your seat, you'll see all the middle rows are grayed out because nobody is, I mean, are, are active because nobody wants those seats. So, number one goal, show up at the airport with a boarding with either an A or a C for a seat assignment. You want to stay away from Bs because that's usually the middle row. Well, there you have it. It's the first time we've tried this. Don't know how it's going to be. Uh, let me know in the, in the comments or, or send me a uh a vocal uh, voicemail through anchor but thank you for listening have a great day and travel safe hey wait a second don't go make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com from food to travel to just general life humor we cover all the topics thanks again